Hey there, Kelly Sparta. Just wanted to make sure that you know the retreat is down to four spots left. So if you're interested in the retreat in Panama in November, Adventures in Energetics, we are at our last four spots available. Check it out at kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. And as always, don't forget, Spirit Guides has more than one episode a week. You're only getting one episode on this podcast. Uh, but if you come over to the Spirit Guides podcast, we have five episodes a week. And we would love to see you there. Have a great one. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face. And still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Hello and welcome to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. I'm Jules, your co-host. If you're a beginner to this work, start with episode one. Intermediates, you should start with episode 98. And advanced, you should start with episode 200. With me, as always, to share her insights and wisdom is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly, how's the thunder from over there? <laughs> oh, we've got it. It's the rainy season. Thunder came in, lightning came in. I'm hoping the guys who are rebuilding the fence in the yard are not getting electrocuted because they're they're welding they're welding uh, uh, the framework of the new bamboo fence and so they've been out there working with welding materials and metal and all the fun stuff so yeah all the fun stuff which was fun yesterday because I spirit so funny story. Uh, I went with my friends to Boca Chica this for like five days. And um, Boca Chica is on the, it's a beach, right? So it's, it's beautiful. If you saw my Facebook post, you got a picture of it. It was, it was stunning. If you're on the newsletter, you'll get that. <laughs> it's, it's coming or it already did, I think. Anyway, the, um, while I'm there taking my R&R, not working, right? Because that's how, what a vacation is supposed to be is not working, right? At all, at all. Uh, spirit is like, <clears throat> I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> I'm on vacation. And it's like, Ahem. and I'm like, vacation. And it's like, Ahem. And I'm like, what? And so it's like, you know, it's time. And I'm like, time for what? And they're like, well, you finally got quiet. You finally got quiet enough because I've been so busy with the rebrand and everything else. And, and so, you know, they were like, you haven't been listening. And I'm like, I, I, I do listen sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they're like well now you're listening so we're going to talk to you vacation or not it's time to to shift the way you do things and i was like okay and so you know it's it, it's very interesting right because when you are working through and this is irrelevant this is relevant to the topic today because we're talking about living into your divine feminine self today right and so as you're most of my people, most of my my warrior women out there, right? Uh, we we start off in our masculine, right? We we're like hardcore in our masculine structure, you know. That's why we're perfectionists and control freaks, you know. It's like must control everything to stay safe, uh, mm, right? 
and it's my way or the highway, right? And it's all of that. More power, better, oh, right? And so, <laughs> right? It's just, it's that, right? And so we start off in that energy and then we learn how to shift into the, the, the feminine energy, which is the divine feminine stuff. And, and it's more intuitive and more flowy and more being with what is and, and there's all of that, right? And my business, so while I personally made the shift to the divine feminine space back in like, I don't know, 2010, My business has been very much still in the masculine. Online courses, lots of structure, you know, set times to talk, you know, structured things that we're doing here and here and here and here. It's very structured, right? Which is, it's a great structure. It it produces results. We love it. And they looked at me and said, it's time for your business to evolve too. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? You you read my mind because I said, what does that mean? And I'm like, like the whole thing? (laughs) It's like, I don't know. Rebranding. Right. I'm like, shit, man. I just, uh, good Lord, you you have no idea how much work that was. And so, you know, and, and, and they just looked at me and they were like, well, let's just, let's just try one thing. And, you know, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, what do you have in mind? And they were like, mm, how about an apprenticeship? And and I'm like, uh, and what does that look like? And they were like, no, that's the masculine question. <laughs> I'm, 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 picturing, right? yeah, I'm, I'm picturing Dr. Strange knocking on the door. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, we're... we're uh, what I was left with uh, after this conversation with spirit and then a conversation with my friend who is a business coach and who I was vacationing with. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that said, you're not supposed to be working on this vacation. Right. Exactly. But you know, <laughs> the guys were out fishing and this is what we do. So um, to be fair, we only did it for like an hour. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. But yeah. All right. The, uh, the upshot though, is that, um, and and we were also, you know, getting research for the retreats to see if we wanted to do retreats there too. So and we did a little bit of that too. But anyway, the the upshot though is that uh, what it came down to is that the apprenticeship is a customized experience that is created in the moment with the cu- with the person with the apprentice to step them into their personal power, step them into a higher level of experience of their energetics and and the way that they wield energy in the world and learning more about how to do higher level magic and energetics Um, and uh, creating a, a space for them to learn the skills that they want to learn. I mean, I have 50 years of experience and so I can either structure that for people or I can say, hey, where are you? What do you got? Where, where do you want to be? Let's get you there. And that's what this is. And it's, uh, you know, there aren't even formal get togethers, you know, where, you know, we meet twice a month or whatever. We're not even doing that. We are doing a direct 
conversation, either via Voxer or Marco Polo or Messenger, whatever anybody wants to do. Uh, and, you know, when you've got a question, you go, hey, blah, 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 blah. And I respond as soon as I can with blah, 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 back, right? And then if we need to talk, we hit go on the call or the video chat and we talk in the moment when we need to and keep you going. And that's, it is an intimate, connected, in the flow, very feminine way of doing this work. And so it is really very suited to people who are already in and doing their work and maybe don't have a regular time that they want to be strapped to a time frame, you know, especially if somebody travels a lot or, you know, you know, if they have a, a solid schedule, it's like, I have five minutes right now that I need to ask a question and I can't get hold of you to schedule. Great. Just put it in a chat, you know, just, Record it into your phone and I will answer you and you can listen to it when you have the time, right? It is perfect for the busy world and for for staying in a an informed, an energetically informed state. And that's really what living into your divine feminine self is about, right? So as we do this, because what happens is we start to go from... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll do this personally, but then if you run a business, you are eventually going to have to bring it into your business too, right? Because the goal is to find a balance, right? And so, uh, like, I just had a call today with uh, someone who's talking about coming into the program and, and she was talking about, you know, well, do I do this or do I do the Woo Squared program first? And I was like, you know what, why don't we do them both together? We can absolutely do that. And then you get a deeper experience of it and and it's all good, Right. And so, you know, she was like, oh, well, that sounds fantastic, right? So, you know, so these are the sorts of things that I'm talking about. And so the the general concept of living into your divine feminine is is about letting go of control, right? That's it's it's the it's the S word. It's the S word. Surrender. Ah, right? ah. No. No. <laughs> What was that thing? Was it from Seinfeld? Serenity now. <laughs> it's not serenity. It's surrender. <laughs> right. Yes. Now, I, I, we have had a conversation about this on previous podcasts. I think I did it on a, a mini uh, last year, but uh, no, that would have been two years ago. <sighs> anyway, um, there there is a difference between surrender and giving up. And it's a really important difference because giving up says there is no hope. Fuck it. I'm done. Right. Whereas surrender is I trust, I have faith that the universe will take care of me and that I will end up exactly where I'm supposed to be. Okay. That is the difference between surrender and giving up. If you are hopeless when you're doing it, you're doing it wrong. Surrender means I'm letting go and I'm letting the universe take care of me because it has a wider sight. It can see more. It has far more resources available to it. And you're just saying, this is what I want and I'm going to let you take me where I need to go. That's the surrender. I'll say surrendering to the process, not surrendering your power. As in, I'm not going to turn my power over to you, but I'm going to surrender to the process meaning you're going to take me you know that kind of thing like but i'm not giving you the power so 
are, are there going to be resistances that come up? Let me let me clarify that though, because the way that we think about power when we're in our masculine is different than the way you think about your power when it's balanced between masculine and feminine. And so it may feel a little bit like giving up your power in the masculine because the masculine sense of power is around control, right? So we use our power to control. And that is, you are actually giving that up. That's part of the surrender process, right? So I want to clarify how that feels, right? So And again, it's super important to come back to the universe is your partner, not your parent in this process. And so when we're doing this, we are surrendering and we are allowing, and that's the difference, is you're not controlling, you're allowing, right? And we're being with what is rather than judging it, right? That's how we step into the feminine, right? And we're trying to... Have, we're, we are having an experience, not trying to understand the experience, right? We're floating in the river, not trying to push the water where I want it to go. Yes. <laughs> so, and this is the big thing. When, when people step from the masculine into the feminine, what happens is they, they go from the light. The masculine is the white part of the yin-yang. And the feminine is the black part of the yin-yang. So great spirit and great mystery in Native American constructs. And so and so the feminine, the masculine's in the light, which means we understand it. And that's how most people start their spiritual journey is that they're in this understanding place. They want to wrap their head around it. They want to chew on it. They want to grok it in fullness, right? For those of us who read Stranger in a Strange Land, right? We want to really take it in and just, you know, suck it all out, right? You know, suck the marrow out of it and really do the whole thing. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. I love my problems. I just chew on them until I suck all the flavor out of them. And then I put them in my hair. You know, it's that, that's, that's the masculine that's the masculine, right? That's that's the understanding side. Now, when you come into your divine feminine, what you're doing is you are stepping from the light into the darkness. And most people come from the light into the darkness and go looking for the light switch so that they can understand it. And there is no light switch. It's darkness. <laughs> okay, stop trying to understand it. It doesn't work that way. Okay. It's it a took away my light switches. Of, I know. It's a completely different way of being. Okay. <laughs> so... You know, this is is about experience. And so we have to step into the experiential level of understanding, which is different than the duality level. So when we step from the masculine into the feminine, we're also making a shift from duality into experience. And duality means this is right, this is wrong, this is black, this is white, this is up, this is down, this is in, this is out, whatever. It is that. And and we are stepping out of that where things have opposites and we are stepping into an experiential level where judgment doesn't come into play. Okay. It is discernment, not judgment. And so we're stepping out of, you know, this is right and this is wrong into, Oh, this is an experience. Do I want to have this experience or do I do I not want to have this experience? And that's different than it's a good or bad experience. Just because 
I may not choose to have this experience in this moment doesn't mean it's a bad experience. It just means I'm not having it right now. Or there, or that you, I missed out, right? You know, the FOMO piece, right? I was going to say FOMO, right? Yes, yes. yes. Um, So, you know, it's like, I'm not having this experience and I wanted to have this experience and I'm so upset that that's judgment, right? It's stepping into, oh, I'm not having this experience. I had wanted to, but I'm not. And isn't that interesting? You know, there must be a reason for this, right? And now I'm sitting in wondering what's showing up here that I needed to be here instead of there. Okay, you see the difference? So it's it's a different way of being in the world. And in learning how to be with that different way of being, you're stepping into a new way of being within yourself. And so the goal of this, and I, I know we stay out of goal, <laughs> but I'm just trying to give you a sense of what, what being in it is like, right? So the beingness of it is to accept and receive everything without judgment. And then you may use your discernment from there to decide whether or not you want to have that experience, right? But judgment is labeling something, right? That's good, that's bad. You know, whether whether it's a positive judgment or a negative judgment, it's still a judgment, right? And this is the next layer of that just is and is it something I want to participate in? And that's a discernment piece of that's it. That's a discernment piece. Yeah. Whether now you, and I would say, uh, would it be correct to say willingly choose to participate in or go down this path or that path and, and all that. And then what it is, what it is. And, and it's very interesting because as people get further along in their journeys, uh, in their spiritual journey, is that, you know, we, we become more and more open to the experiences that as beginners we were terrified of right because we go oh i'm gonna not know who i am oh you know and and you know once you've been there once you're like oh yeah okay let's do it again i know i I know i'm up leveling so it gets me there let's do it again it'll be fine right you know you you get much easier about it uh one of the things that oh god like it's going to be 10 years ago now, um, we had an assistant who was following us around while we were doing Manifest Your Mission. And she was traveling with us and she would sit in on the classes. And and one day, Kathy called me on something about my dad. I was processing stuff around my dad at the time. And she said, yeah, okay, we're going to do this piece of work right now in front of the room. <laughs> I'm like, we are? And she said, yes, we are. Like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's like, she just hit me with it. And she's like, you know, this and that and the other thing. And I I just sat with it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay. And that was it. And this, this woman walked up to us afterwards. And she, you know, she's, she's known me for years. I mean, she and I had been friends for like a decade at that point. And um, she said, I never knew it could be that easy. I didn't realize that it didn't have to be painful. And it wasn't surprising to hear her say that because, you know, as I had watched her process, it had been incredibly painful for her to do her process. Um, and it also wasn't surprising because we both came up through a, a, a um, there's a group that uh, does work in the Massachusetts area. And, you know, they, we, we affectionately refer to them as suffer, suffer, Coco Bop. Because no pain, no gain, right? <laughs> no pain, no gain. Okay. Right? Suffer, suffer, cocoa pop. Cocoa pop. Yeah. 
And so, you know, that's that was the inculcation that we got. That was, you know, the initiation point. And so therefore it became integrated into her process. And, you know, in that moment, she was like, oh, it doesn't have to be like that. I, I had literally seen her face down on the grass, splayed out, going, ah, at times in, in our process, because that's how she had been inculcated, right? And that's how she'd been taught that this is how the work happens. And so not to say that there's anything wrong with being face down on the ground, because, you know, we've all been there, but um, it didn't have to be is what I'm saying. And that was what she realized in that moment is that it can be that quick if you ha- if you don't have resistances to it if you're ready to step into it if you've now you know to be fair it was not the first time that i had been uh, faced with that particular piece of work and i'd done various and sundry pieces and parts of it before that so it's not like it was the first time ever but you know at this point because i've been doing this for so long i'm pretty fast at processing you know elizabeth actually elizabeth carrington who was on one of our podcasts recently um she actually, when when I was doing my reading with her, when she was doing the reading for me, she was like, you didn't give me a chance to do any of my work. You just processed it immediately. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, have it, right? But it's it's like that, right? So you you learn to do it over time and it becomes faster and easier, right? Being in your feminine really accelerates that, right? Because... You're not judging yourself, the situation, other people. You're just being with what is true. You're not resisting because you're with what is true. And so does this also allowing it to work on you? Yeah. Does this also I don't remember where you told me, but you told me that uh, part of the growth is also not being basically married to outcomes. And I was wondering if that also part of the, the being in the feminine. It, it is, but it's it's sort of overarching for everything. So oh, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, when you're attached to outcome, you're living in the future, and therefore you're not in the place where you can actually make a difference. And so, because the now is the only place where anything happens. And so when you live in the future with the attachments, the outcome, now you're hooking yourself to something that you're trying to control and manipulate into coming to being. And now you're into like all this, all this stuff, right? And so um, the not being attached to outcome is important both on a personal level, but also if you're working for other with, with other people, right? So if you're if you're coaching somebody, you absolutely cannot be attached to outcome because then it becomes not about them; it becomes about you needing to bring the outcome about to make you feel better and more valid as a coach, right? So, you know, there's lots of different ways in which this all sort of rolls in together. Right? Yeah, lots, yeah, lots of moving parts. Yeah, and and. <laughs> That's the thing is that, you know, there are different, um, you know, in, in Zen koans, right? Koans, K-O-A-N, right? Um, they have these thought processes that, that they give you, like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it make a noise, right? That's a question. That's a Zen koan. Um, and, you know, there are different, like, Confucius has sayings that that give you help with these things, right? You know, different tenets from different religions, right? Ultimately, they come down to, can you let go? 
Can you be in the moment? Can you be present to what is? Can you not resist it? Can you not fight it? Can you not try and change it? Can you just be with it and allow it to operate upon you and allow your true beingness to respond to it in whatever way it needs to? And then be with that response and then see what shows up from there, right? It is an an act of of being in in the moment. It's an act of being um, adaptable, right? It's being with what is. And this is one of the reasons why my group of people that are, you know, the perfectionists and control freaks and the people who've been through trauma and all the other stuff, it's one of the reasons why we're so good at this when we get, when we get it. We're really good at it when we get it. We fight like hell hell to avoid getting it. But once we get it, we're amazing at it because we are incredibly adaptable. We have spent our entire lives being incredibly adaptable, adapting to what other people expect of us, becoming a reflection of others, doing whatever we had to do to be able to figure out and solve the problem that was in front of us and, and take care of ourselves and keep ourselves safe. We are incredibly adaptable, Right. And so once you get past the resistance of, I must control, right? And you you can step into this space, your adaptability, and this is one of the things that I tell people, I'm like, look, you know, lean into your adaptability because safety isn't about controlling the outside world. It's about knowing that you can handle whatever the world throws at you. And we are so adaptable that we're really good at that, right? It may suck, but we're good at it right? And so if you lean into your adaptability, your safety needs go way down because you go, oh, I got it. Whatever it is, I can deal. And so then it becomes about, you know, what do I choose versus what do I need to control, right? And as we're stepping into the divine feminine, we're stepping into the being with what is and not trying to change it. And therefore, we need to adapt ourselves to the environment, and to to bring whatever piece of ourselves is relevant to that space, right? Not in a chameleon fashion like we have in the past. Okay, I want to be clear. I'm not be I'm not talking about being a chameleon. It's about being with so being in the moment and bringing bringing yourself to it. So, uh, you know, if if somebody so um, years ago. I had a friend who said, I I don't want to be friends anymore. And what had happened was uh, we had started off as warrior princess, you know, bonders. And we had stayed in that mode, even though both of us had stepped into our divine feminine selves. Uh, And so we, there was this place where, you know, the hurt, we were hurting each other sometimes. And, you know, I, I wasn't getting hurt as often as she was. Um, and so she, and she didn't say when she got hurt ever. And so I didn't know she was getting hurt because she didn't say anything and she, she shielded well. So I didn't know. And, and so she came to me and said, I don't want to be friends anymore. And I was like, why? She's like, because of this, you know, you, 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 da, 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 da. and I'm like, oh, I said, you know, you're right. I said, you're right. I said, you know, that hasn't changed. I said, that's just, you know, we, we fell into this habit. This is how we came together. This is how we were in the beginning. I'm happy to change that now that I've been made aware of it. I'm happy to change the way that I interact with you. 
And she, she was like, no, I think I need to be done because she waited too long to say something. Right. So her feelings were too hurt. Right. And so she was like, no, I need to be done. I'm like, I'm very sad about that, but okay. I, okay. Right. And she, and then she, you know, I, I didn't fight it at all. I had no resistance. I just, once I understood where she was coming from, I honored her choice. I gave her a choice for a different option. She didn't take it. I had to honor that because that's, it's her right to choose who she wants to be in relationship with. That's fine. And at the same time, um, she looked at me after a, a few beats of time after we had agreed that that would be the case. And she said, you know, I've been really working on how to confront without being like angry and upset. And she said, I, uh, you know, cause the thing that started this conversation was she had said yes to things and then would back out at the last second. And she would sound really enthusiastic about doing it. And then she would back out at the last second. And I said, the thing that had started the conversation was, I said, I feel like a yo-yo in our relationship because, you know, you, you, you're all in and all excited. And then you pull back at the last second and you leave me hanging. He said, so I don't know what's going on. I need you to explain to me what's going on because clearly something is because this is not how we usually are. And that's what started that conversation. And she, at the end of the conversation said, you know, I've been really working on how do I confront without being angry. She said, you just modeled it so well for me. And I said, so want to still be friends? And she said, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. But, you know, but it, it's just, it's one of those things that, that um, you know, when you're in your feminine, you know, I, and I was sad, but I wasn't, I didn't feel hurt. Um, I was just, I was sad that I didn't recognize it earlier. And I was sad that she didn't say anything earlier. And I recognized that she had hit the point of no return and had, and had kept going and that that would have, that, you know, that that created the break. Right. And so I was just sad, but um, it, it, when you're in your present about things, right, you can just be with the feeling and it doesn't have to be anything else. Right. You, you don't have to judge it. You don't have to judge the experience. You don't have to anything. You can just be with it and have it be whatever it needs to be. Right. So had you been more in in the, the masculine as opposed to in the feminine? And this is a I'm asking a question. Would your reaction would have been more like, well, why? What's wrong with me? And you're taking it like really, really personally or you're still grasping to try and get her to stay friends with you at whatever cost it is, whatever. And you're not accepting her decision, whatever her journey is. And maybe that would, and this is part of your journey too, that for whatever reason, that friendship had to be severed. And so here's the thing, um, whether or not you are in a control pattern on it, will will um, or whether, whether you take it personally is dependent upon where you are in your work. It's not about masculine versus feminine. It's about whether or not you've done your button removal, right? Um, oh, that's a trigger. Okay. That's a trigger, right? It's a, I've been rejected. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. You think I'll eat some worms moment. Okay. Right? That's a trigger. All right. Yeah. So if you hadn't done the work on removing the button or the trigger, then, then you're going to get that response. But the, the controlling piece 
um, may have uh, come into play, uh, depending upon whether or not you've done the work around it's okay to be abandoned, right, or to be left, right, uh, because abandonment is a huge issue for us, right, um, and so the, you know, that may have come into play, but it, it's more about um, when you're in the masculine, you're trying to control the situation. You're trying to structure the way things are. And, you know, is there a more evolved version of the masculine? Absolutely. In my experience, people don't hit that level until they've gone through the feminine and come back to the masculine. And so I'm saying this, I'm saying this, in that, you know, we're talking about the early stages of being in your masculine, not the divine masculine. This is the early masculine, not the divine masculine. So the divine masculine is much more accommodating and understanding, but this is just different, right? So, um, yeah, so you may have gone into control and things like that, you know, or whatever, but uh, the acceptance of what is is a very feminine space. Okay. That is, that is the feminine by definition right there. And again, I want to be very clear. If you are a, a, you know, a a non-binary person, I'm not talking gender here. Okay. I'm not talking gender. I'm talking energetics, masculine and feminine energetics. Um, When we in, in energetically, non-binary would be mastering both and doing both at the same time, being in your masculine and your feminine, both equally at the same time. That is when you hit non-binary in an energetic. Okay? Would that be a lot harder? Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm just going it's to hard to get to, but it's much easier to be in, right? So... Uh, you know, the the evolved version of the masculine is more about holding a container and being able to uh, uh, create form out of out of um, the beingness space, right? Um, but it's it's a different evolution to it, right? And so it, it, the idea is that you are fully in both your masculine and your feminine at the same time and having it not be a dichotomy. That is what the non-binary or union state is. So yeah, all sorts of fun stuff, right? That's going to take a minute. (laughs) Yeah. This is going to be one of those episodes you're going to have to listen to more than once, but yeah. And I'll be calling a a Tibetan monk to explain it to me. Okay. (laughs) We are, we are, we are, wrapping your brain around a new concept yes yes but how cool that balance that must be an incredible sense of balance because not only do you the masculine you're is holding i'll say holding the container but then the feminine provides the acceptance inside the container and it's like woo. yeah the masculine holds the container and the feminine is the liquid within right if the rat if the masculine is holding a cracked container then the feminine will freeze so as not to leak out. And so that's when we get hard and rigid and distant and right is because we're trying not to leak out of a leaky container. Okay. So we have solidify the container. Yes. Which is why we do that in the second program in the series is we have to solidify the container because that's, that's the solidification of the identity 
And that's the solidification of your energetics and your energetic container. And it's what allows you to soften enough that you can soften not just to the world, but to yourself. And that's how you learn to love yourself, right? That's what the second program in the series, Woo Woo Squared, is. It's all about learning how to unfreeze your feminine. Because then when we go into the third program in the series, Woo You, that's that is uh, the place where we're stepping into the divine feminine and where we're doing that deep inner work and we're, we're really doing self-inquiry and we're stepping into our sovereignty. Okay. Yeah. It's we layers and layers and layers. Today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, we're we're going deep in the onion today. <laughs> we're peeling back a few layers on that one. Yeah. That is, but it's such a cool concept though. And just, Wow. Okay, more work to do. Yay. (laughs) And and this is what I was talking about at the beginning that the universe is like whacking me upside the head with right now is, is stepping into this in the business world, which is the first time I've had to do this. And so I'm like, oh, you know, it's so funny because um, I don't think I mentioned this. Derek Loudermilk, uh, who was on the podcast a while ago is, is a friend of mine. He's part of the ethereal network with us. And, and um, he had a meditation that he did, I don't know, a month and a half ago, two months ago. And I I attended the meditation and he took us 11 years forward in time to see our future selves and talk to them. And I, I've done this sort of meditation before, so that wasn't new. But um, when I went forward in time, I was... Uh, I saw myself in, in my dream house. I saw a bunch of platform uh, tents, uh, you know, like the glamping tents that are, you know, the big canvas tents on the, on a platform. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, the wall tents. Yeah, I saw a whole bunch of those uh, on on the grounds of my house, and uh, and people, just people, in you know, coming in and out of the house and and surrounding and whatever. And I just I, I looked at me and I said, so who are these people? And, you know, I said back to myself, I was like, oh, they're my clients. And I'm like, and how, why, why are they here? Are you having a retreat? No, they just come. And I'm like, how does that work? You know, <laughs> so it's what's, the I would structure? what's the structure? What's the structure? Exactly. Right? And, and I looked at myself and I said, it just works. <laughs> I was fully in my feminine self. My future was self say, was fully in her feminine self. Totally and, feminine. And, and I was sitting there going, I don't understand. <laughs> Does Meanwhile, your brain short circuiting. Uh, and then, you know, and then my guides gave me this, this apprenticeship program. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. I get it now. Because, you know, the way that I've structured it, is that, you know, it's that organic thing, but it also comes with two retreats. It comes with two seven-day retreats. Um, or, you know, you can split it up any way you want, uh, but, you know, it, you're coming to Panama, so I figure people are going to want to spend a week. But the idea being that, you know, it's not a set retreat time. It's not, I'm, I'm structuring a retreat for you. It is you are coming to do your retreat in you know, in Panama with me, and I will spend some portion of that time with you every day. 
and we will get you to whatever you need to do. And if there's more than one person who's there for a retreat at the same time, then I'll put the the two or three or four of you that there are together and we will create something in a, a joint container because that's how you showed up. And we're trusting that the universe puts you together for a reason. And then it becomes a group experience and we create a group, whatever, right? I may do a class for this or I may do a, a, a ritual for that or, you know, whatever, but sound healing, whatever, right? Um, because those are the people who showed up and this is what the feminine is about, right? It's about being with what is and saying, okay, so this is who showed up. This is who's supposed to be together. Let's sit in this space and see what emerges to be done. And you may end up doing work you did not expect to do because you're in this in this space. And maybe it's something that you were resisting paying attention to, but came up because other people are bringing it up. And you're like, oh, yeah, if I'm here, then I'm here. I got that too, right? Because <laughs> you know? that's, that's how it works. I mean, if if you aren't meant to be in that space, you won't. You know, you'll you'll get distracted, you'll get delayed, you'll cancel, you'll have an emergency that takes you away somewhere else. There'll be any number of reasons why you're not there at that time with those people. If you're not meant to be there, the universe will make sure you're not. And so, you know, this is one of the things that Kathy and I have always done when we've done our retreats, which is we custom design for the people who register, Right. We have an idea of what we want to do, but then the individual elements of it get designed around each person and then tested against each person in the process to make sure it will work for them. And then if not, if it doesn't work for even one person, we rewrite and we start over and we redo, right? So, but that's because we're being with what is present with those people. And then there's always a moment in every ritual that we do that is insert miracle here. We're not sure what's going to happen there. We just know that something will happen there. And so as an example, when we did our Manifest Your Mission workshop, uh, we had a healing circle and I did a healing circle to clear the businesses of, you know, that they were building in that workshop of all of the limiting beliefs of all of the limiting energies, you know, everything like that. And out of the blue, Kathy and I watched as a whole bunch of gargoyles of various sizes and ages came walking into the room and align themselves with different people. And some people got one, some people got two, some got three, some got babies, some got adolescents. Um, and and we just, I just looked at Kathy, I'm like, are you seeing this? She's like, the gargoyles? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> we're like, yeah, okay. And we had to ask them why they were there because that was the insert miracle here portion, right? We had set the container, nothing that was not for everybody's highest and best good was gonna get in. And so they were clearly there for that. They were there to protect against sabotage, inner and outer. And every person went home with at least one gargoyle. They got a gargoyle for every business they had. And we didn't know that they had multiple businesses sometimes because they were only talking to us about one. And so, and I'm just saying, we were like, why do you have three gargoyles? And they were like, oh, well, you know, and, and one's adolescent and one's, you know, a, a, like a six-year-old and one's like a toddler or like a baby in arms. And she and, and the person said, well, I have a business that's about 15 years old. I have another one that's six years old. And I have I have this new one that I'm talking to you about. And we're like, 
oh, okay, that explains it. <laughs> right? But that's how it works is the, the, the insert miracle here portion is being present to what's there to be done right? That's a divine feminine piece. So in that experience, had you and Kathy tried to control everything and not allowed and uh, I guess create space for the allowance, was that right? Okay. Um, Then that would have never happened. Correct. Or if they had started to come in, we might've gone, oh, you're not expected. Get out. Oh, wait, get out, get out, get out. And they're like, no, get in here. Panic, panic, right? Yes. that's a that's a masculine response. Wow. All right. So allowing. I like that word. And we use that in Reiki too. Don't try to, you know, if you're feeling something, just allow it to come. You know, don't fight it. Don't insert your own egos to it. Just allow. So I'm like, okay, apparently I needed to hear that one. So because <laughs> <laughs> yes. you, did, you didn't know that my Reiki master uses that on me all the time. She's like, allow, Jewel, allow, allow, honey. <laughs> honey, universe says allow. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that is awesome. This has been so interesting. Yeah. This is, this is totally interesting to me. Well, and this, as I said, is going to be probably one of those ones that you have to listen to a couple of times to really sort of get absorbed into your brain. But uh, it is it is well worth doing. And if you're hearing this and you're interested in the apprenticeship program, please know that I don't know how many of these I'm going to do. I am literally just going with the flow on this. This is the divine feminine, right? I I have no idea how many it will be. It's going to be until I feel full, right? And so uh, it is a higher end program. It is $25,000 to do it. It is a year long commitment. Um, And you have the general gist of what it's about uh, because we've talked about it throughout the program. Um, so if you're interested, there will be a link in the show notes to apply. And it is an application process. There's no guarantee that you're going to be allowed to do this. You, you do have to have certain criteria that you meet in order to come into the program. Um, I'm not working with absolute beginners in this. This is you have to have spent at least three years doing your spiritual work. Um, you have to have uh, at least a... Uh, you have to be able to self-regulate, meaning that you shouldn't be flying off the handle and you know, being upset at three, you know, at, at you know, quick intervals, things like that. If you have, if you still have that, then you should go in and do the Welcome to the Woo program because that will take care of that for you. Uh, but you you can't come into the apprenticeship program with that. Um, and you should have an idea of what you want from your life. And if you have a spiritual business, you should have an idea of what you want from your spiritual business. And I'll work with you on both at the same time if, if, if that's what you have. Uh, but it's not required to have the spiritual business. And so, you know, you should have a sense of what you want out of the apprenticeship, you know, because I custom design for you. So, you know, if you want to come in and learn how to create energy nodes and you want to learn how to do high level magic and you want to learn how to, you know, whatever, if there's a whole bunch of things that you want to learn, we can do that. If you want to do deep level personal work, we can do that. If you want to learn how to run ritual, we can do that. I don't care what we talk about. <laughs> it's it's all about you. This is this is what the program is about. It's all about you. So, uh, the you know the reason I'm doing it at this level is because it gives me an opportunity to teach about things that I cannot uh, 
teach about on the podcast because they are dangerous to beginners and I can't guarantee who's listening. And so I want to make sure that I'm only delivering it in a way that is ethical, right? And so for me, this gives me the opportunity to do these, to have these conversations at a higher level. And that's the thing that I love about it. And it allows me to be in the moment, which I love. And it, and it keeps me from being on Zoom all day, every day, which I love. <laughs> Since I hate being on Zoom all day, every day. It's a win, 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 right? And so, you know, uh, and it's more organic, which is lovely. So um, all of these things. So if you are interested, then uh, you can apply. And when you apply, the uh, I will review it and I'll get back to you and say, yes, it's a fit or no, it's not. And if, if it is a fit, then we'll get on a call and have a conversation about what it is that you're hoping to do and what's important to you and how you learn best and things like that. And we'll get a sense of whether or not we're a good personality fit because we're going to be working together very closely for a year. So we got to make sure we're not going to hate each other, right? <laughs> it's going to be a good fit. Um, and, uh, and, and then if it's a good fit and, and we both like the idea, then, then you'll sign up and get started. So that's how that works. So I'm excited to, to get this going. And again, I have no idea how many I'm going to do. So we'll see. Um, so what I'm saying is if it sounds interesting, sooner rather than later is the time to apply because I don't know what the cutoff is going to be. And that's just me being honest and being in my divine feminine. Yay. There you go. <laughs> you got to go with the flow. I'm that's going with the flow. Goes. Right? When I feel like too much, I will stop. <laughs> right. There you go. All right. So um, it will include all that information in the show notes. Yep. And do you have a Kelly for today? Oh, yes. Another note. But just a note. If you had been on the mailing list, you would have heard about this before now. The people on the mailing list heard about this a couple of weeks ago. And so, you know, this is one of the reasons why you join the mailing list. You want to know how to get on the mailing list? Download Boundaries for Empaths on the homepage of the website. That's the easiest way to get on the mailing list. And it'll give you Boundaries for Empaths, which doesn't suck if you do it. Oh, that's so, very helpful. Yes. Super helpful. So, uh, you know, that would be my suggestion. So join the mailing list. And Kellyism for the day. Um, so I'm going to say relax and allow. All right, peeps. Relax and allow. And that's all that we have time for this week, folks. So tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter another into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everybody. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space, 
and you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.